0: Three, two,
1: one.
0: Welcome back to the official review. I'm Mitchell Graham. And I'm Zach Brown. And that was a little bit of an awkward start. I apologize. My little timing was off on my little end. And, and, you know, but it's fine. What is today? I think it's episode 63 episode of the 63. official review. And it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Today, we're going to be talking through the MLB with some three up, three down. We've got more play. We got a lot to talk about in the NBA as a big night of of playoff action was last night and tonight. And whenever you're listening to this, the playoffs are going, going, going. And we're in the thick of the first round. There's a lot of storylines that I want to try to break down as a few. Uh, as quickly as possible. We've got some college football to talk about today. Some, um, some struggle or some concerns for two teams that are um, a lot of hyper behind. So um, there's that. And then we're going to be leading up to the NFL draft. That's why we're going live on a Tuesday. It's because the NFL draft is on Thursday. And um, I know I'm preoccupied with something that night, possibly Zach as well. I'm not sure yet, but that's today's. Uh, that's what we're gonna be doing today. So let's jump right into it. Three up, three down. Zach, how you
2: doing? Doing good. Uh, before we get started, our my co-host celebrated a birthday last week. Yeah, he turned twenty-two. So, uh, Cody, in post, if you want to add a little celebration noise or you know, royalty twenty-two free. by
0: Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling twenty-two by Taylor Swift or royalty-free happy birthday music.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
2: but yeah, so uh, good on Mitchell for celebrating another year of life and another uh, episode has gone by. And here in the next few weeks, I think maybe I guess it's not in a few weeks, but I think maybe it's like the end of June. I think I calculated it correctly. If we continue to do the biweekly formats by the end of June, we can do conference predictions again. I'm down. Let's go.
0: I'm down, man. All right.
2: Um, Let's get it. All right, so three up, three down. The first one: the Rays remain red hot. They're twenty and three right now. Uh, I think they have a game tonight. They have fourteen consecutive home wins. The Rays have not lost a home game yet this season. Um, they had, they did have a record twenty-two consecutive games with a home run that was broken last night. They won, but uh-huh. they did not hit a home run last night. Um, they have seven players, all of them starters, hitting above three hundred which is absolutely insane. That's that's seven players hitting above 300. Um, I mean, they're just red hot. And I mean, look, there's still a lot of baseball left to go, but they're already kind of running away with the division. I mean, we're, we're 23 games into the season and they already have a seven game lead. Like it's, it's, they're already building a pretty, quite a lead. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see the Rays down the stretch, though. Uh, Some of those players maybe get hurt. We'll see kind of what happens with the chemistry of that team. But they are they are red hot right now. Um, Some big news that came out last week. The Oakland A's are officially moving to Vegas uh, in the next couple of years. This was kind of um, you kind of saw the writing on the wall a couple of years ago when they're they're. Ownership asked the city of Oakland for a new stadium. Um, I think the city of Oakland said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do a renovation, but we're not building a new stadium. Uh, the Oakland A's really do not have, good, have a good ownership team. Um, they went, they, they did the whole Moneyball approach that had the, the famous movie Moneyball, and it won them a World Series. But then ever since then, kind of every other team in Major League Baseball has kind of caught on to that strategy. So yeah. It doesn't work anymore. But they still keep trying to do the Moneyball strategy. They don't want to pay anybody. They don't want to keep superstars around for long periods of time. And now their owner is out saying that he's blaming the fans. That's the reason why we need to move is because our fans aren't loyal. Our fans don't show up to games. And literally the A's this year, I saw it. Uh, the fans are actually planning an anti-boycott game where they're going to sell out the game just to show that it's not the fans that are the problem. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I don't know when that's going to happen, but it, but it's like it's like trending uh, among like Oakland A's fans, like the anti boycott game. It's just really unfortunate. Uh, the Oakland A's have been in Oakland for a long time. Uh, they have a world champion. I think they have multiple world championships. Um, they were a dominant team in the seventies. Uh, they were they were pretty good in the nineties. Um it's just unfortunate to see a storied program go and 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 the City of Oakland loses another team to Vegas. Yep. Um I don't know if they're going to keep their name. I mean, honestly, if it was me, if I'm moving to Vegas, I would change the name to from like I'd be like the Vegas Gamblers or something that would make sense. But that's so much um, work though. That's so much more work. Yeah, the rebranding would be would be work, but I don't know the green and gold just doesn't match Vegas. It doesn't match the Vegas vibe. Um, the Sin City vibe—you know—you think of black right. and red. The Raiders didn't have to rebrand because it was still all very on brand for Vegas to be right. the Raiders. But um just sad to see. I mean, the Oakland A's are like my third team. Like I, I, I love the Braves, Rockies. but I've always, I've always had—I don't, I don't know if you even consider my my third team, but I've always had a soft spot for the Rockies and the A's. I don't know why. I've just always kind of had and like if they're playing anybody other than the braves i'm rooting for them um, so it's sad to see them leave the city of oakland um
0: that hundred run differentials is
2: yeah uh, i think it's worst in mlb history in this short of time period yeah um, they're four and 18 right now they're, they're they're very bad um speaking of division standings my third uh part of three up three down the orioles are sitting in second place in the nl in the al east right now at 15 and seven Um, they're like three or four games behind the Rays. Uh, the Yankees are in fourth place and they have a winning record. They have a winning record and they're in fourth place. The Red Sox are sitting at 500. So they officially don't have a single team in that division below 500, which is crazy.
0: We knew that division was going to be good though.
2: Yeah. I I thought the Red Sox would be really bad, but they're sitting right at 500, which is, which is in my, in my opinion, with that roster, they're overachieving sitting at 500 right. right now. Um, the White Sox look terrible. The White Sox, I think, have the like bottom three record in the league or bottom three or four record in Seven like, and 16. Seven and 16, which, you know what? I think if this continues, I will have to make it a resolution on this show that Zach will never pick the White Sox again. I don't care if they get every all. I don't care if Team USA plays for the White Sox next year. I'm not picking them because... They just constantly disu- they've got way too good of a roster to be this bad, in a very winnable division. Very disappointing um, that they're playing so so bad. The Rangers look really good, so I guess I picked the Rangers a year too early because they look like the team this year that I thought they would be last year. The Jacob Degrom um, effect. They they they're looking really good. They're dominating the West right now. Again, it's still early. Um, Degrom probably won't make it through a whole year healthy. No, he um, won't. And then I put this in all caps because when I, when I was looking at this today, it shocked me. The Pirates have the best record in the National League. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the lowly Pirates, seven. raised the Jolly Roger. They've got the best record in the National League. Probably not going to hold up. But it seems like every year in baseball, there's always one team that unexpectedly has a really good year. Like they're not supposed to be this good. Two years ago, it was the Giants. They won like 110 games, beat out the Dodgers for the division. And that team really wasn't that great, like roster-wise. I think the Pirates might be that team this year. They may just have a crazy year. They may win that division, but I, I, I don't think they're good enough to win a World Series or anything like that. But, And they're doing it without their best player, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neal Cruz is going to be out for the year. Um, it's good to see Andrew McCutcheon come back to Pittsburgh and have success. Uh, but yeah, raise the Jolly Roger. The Pirates are first in the National League right now.
0: Do you see the NL
2: West? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm <laughs> about to get to the NL West. The D-backs are still leading the NL West. Um, yep. And that, that race, other than the Rockies in last, is very tight. It's like, very tight. Difference between first and fourth place, I think, is like a game and a half. Um, it's, very, it's a very tight race. The top three teams in that division have all gone five and five in their last ten, so it's a very mid division right now, yeah. um but the Diamondbacks are holding on strong, definitely going to be interesting to see what honestly, I'm feeling more and more confident the Dodgers are not winning that division this year. They just I, don't look the same they don't think, they don't they don't look the same. they don't feel the same as they have in previous years.
0: The Padres' first like twenty four games have been pretty hard. They've had two sets against the Braves, a set against the Mets. Like they've been playing hard teams.
2: So Yeah, they're going to get to an easier part of their schedule and probably 100%. play much better yeah. now that Tatis is back. Uh Tatis was killing it in the minor leagues in his rehab stint. So you know, if he can stay healthy, that Padres team is super dangerous. What? Why do we make such a big deal over killing it in rehab stints like in the minor leagues? Like well, you're okay, supposed to do that. I I misspoke. That wasn't a rehab stint. The only reason he was in the minor leagues is because he was serving a suspension. He was still had to serve out the rest of his suspension from the PED use. So he wasn't... So I, I shouldn't have said rehab It wasn't a rehab stint. He was only down there because he could not physically be with the Padres for, for that time. So when you're suspended, you can still play in the minors? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Because that's what they were doing with Tatis. They couldn't call him up because he wasn't done with his suspension yet. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, that's all I have for 3 of 3 down. Uh again, we're in the thick of Major League Baseball. Uh, Spencer Strider, this is just kind of a, a one I Spencer Strider came really close to a no-hitter last night against the Marlins. He is, I mean, he he's just looking phenomenal. I thought that Max Fried would be the would be the guy to 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 be the face of our pitching staff, but I think that's slowly becoming Spencer Strider.
0: No, I I think I think it's pretty pretty uh Yeah, guys like Kyle Wright, Max Freed, but Spencer Strider's the like the standout. In my like he's got the most. Not even like he might not even be the best pitcher, but he's got the he's like the most marketable with that with the the mustache. He's got the swag. He's got the swag, and like Max Freed is is just a skinny lanky dude who throws like normal like a normal guy. Strider's got the heat, and then he's got like what two pitches? Strider throws like two pitches, and he's still. Destroys you. Broke so. the
2: record, broke the Braves' record for most consecutive games with at least nine strikeouts last night.
0: That's, that's wild. That's not hard to, or that's not easy to do. Yeah. That broke is John Smoltz's
2: record. So that's, that's, big. Well, that's, a, that's a good, uh, yeah. That's, that's a good record to break. All right. Let's get into the NBA.
0: Yeah, man. Playoffs. Dude, the NBA playoffs have been tremendous, but it's been riddled by injuries. Injuries have really put a damper on the NBA playoffs since they've started. Um, I mean, we we saw Kawhi Leonard go down in a in the series against the Suns when they already were missing Paul George, which has led to Russell Westbrook having to st- uh, try have to do everything. And he had a great game on Saturday. Russell Westbrook played tremendous, but it wasn't enough to beat the the uh, to beat the Suns because the Suns are a mega team, they're 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 a super team. And so the Suns are up three one, looking to close the series out at home tonight at ten o'clock. Um, and then you look at, let's look at last night. Last night was a huge, it was a huge two games. You have the Heat taking a 3-1 lead over the Bucks. Now, granted, Giannis missed game two, or all, almost all of game one, all of game two, and all of game three. So game four was the first game he played. Jimmy Butler, 56 points. The fourth most points in a playoff game by anyone. The most by a Miami Heat player of all time. And if you remember, the Miami Heat have had Shaq, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron, yeah. and Jimmy Butler goes out there and scores 56 points and, and buries the Bucks into a 3-1 hole now. And the Bucs are the number one seed. So right now, the Heat are coming out who looked terrible, got beat up by the Hawks in the play-in game and barely squeaked by the Bulls, are now up 3-1 on the number one seed. And then you look at the Lakers, the seven seed, now up 3-1 on the Grizzlies. This series has just been a crapshoot from the start with John Morant getting hurt at the end of game one, but then winning game two without John Morant. And then John Morant comes back. After game two, they went. Dylan Brooks comes out and says that LeBron's old, and he wants LeBron to drop mm-hmm. 40 on him. And then LeBron has had two of his better games, and the team, not even LeBron, the team around LeBron has been so motivated. And they've looked the best that they've looked all year. I hate the Lakers. And I didn't think the yeah. Lakers were going to win this series. But right when he started running his mouth, John Morant in game three scored 22 consecutive points late in that game to try to come back because they were down. I don't know if you saw it. They were down 38 to nine at one point in that oh, wow. in game two, in game or after Dylan Brooks talk. So game three. They're right on thirty eight to nine he cut the lead to four by scoring twenty two straight points for the for the Grizzlies. He scored forty five and they still lost last night LeBron twenty point twenty two points, twenty rebounds at thirty eight years old. They went in overtime to take a three one lead in that series. The Lakers are just I mean they're riding a momentum right now that is stemmed from Dylan Brooks running his mouth now, I think it's per- personally, I think it's really good for the NBA to have a villain. Yeah. And I think it, but he is usually villains have some skill, but right. Dylan Brooks has been absolutely dreadful in the playoffs. And that game after he talked, he went three for 13, got, got suspended or got ejected because he hit LeBron, um, hit LeBron in the LaNuts and <laughs> hit, um, Oh, that was a fun. I loved the Twitter comment section on that one. But I mean, you can't be a villain and then have no talk behind it. And then yeah. You look at the 76ers net series was over, clean sweep. Then you um then you've got the Hawks Celtics who are about to play in their game 5 tonight. The Hawks have to avoid um elimination. They played super hard. Game 3 played amazing, won, and then game 4 they were They kept getting it to five and then allowing a run to get it to 11, then got it back to five, and then it got to 11. And the Celtics just overwhelmed them. And then then DeJounte Murray, I don't know if you saw this, after the game, get an altercation with the ref, kind of bumped him, had some choice words with him, suspended for game five. He's been huge. It's going to be all on Trey Young tonight, and I'm very, very interested to see how that goes. And then the best series so far, Kings and Warriors, has been electric. Now, on Sunday, I don't know if you saw this, Steph Curry almost cost the Warriors that game. He called a time, they were up five, or no, they were up, yeah, no, they were up five. Calls a timeout. They don't have any timeouts. So that is a technical free throw and the ball for the Kings with 22 seconds left. They get the free throw and they make a three to cut the five-point lead to a one-point lead. They get a stop. The Kings have a chance to win the game on a three-pointer, and they miss. So the Warriors squeaked it out. It's now two-two. The Warriors got to win. Have to win a game on the road, though. They're going to win the series, and they—they they just seem they have not been—they have not shown that they could do that. But fun fact about that game on Sunday: that was the most watched NBA first-round playoff game of all time. Ten point three million conv- concurrent viewers. So anyone that says the NBA is on the down is on the downfall and no one's watching it, the playoffs, the NBA viewers show up and it's shown in this yeah. post season, but I do have a bone to pick with the NBA and it's, and I know West coast people are going to be like, well, we don't want to watch a game at 1 PM make, you got to make some of these games earlier because if I want to watch, if I want to watch the whole Clippers Suns game tonight, I'm gonna to have to stay up till
1: 12:30. Right.
0: And I got, I have to work. And then I mean, you think about tomorrow, Warriors King starts at 10 o'clock. And I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I have stayed up for some of these games, and it's been rough. But you've got, we've got to try to find a balance. Even a nine o'clock start, a nine yeah. o'clock tip, an an eight thirty tip. You know, it's 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 just. Mm-hmm. You've got to change something about the scheduling. Oh, and then the one series I did not talk about, Knicks-Cavs. I did not talk about Knicks-Cavs. The Knicks are up 3-1, which is surprising to me that the Cavs have just kind of laid down after game two. The two games that were in Madison Square Garden were not even close. Like The Knicks just purely dominated. Everyone's shown up for them. They're going to be a scary team, especially if the Bucs get eliminated by the Heat. I think the Knicks can beat the Heat and make the conference uh, finals run, which I don't like the Knicks, but to see Madison Square Garden get to host a conference finals will be will very will be really special. Will be really re- a Knicks Celtics conference finals. That that's about as good basketball wise as you can get. Anyways, definitely was not a fast break today. But there's a lot to talk about. Um, so that's 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 everything playoff wise. By the time we're back to you again, we're going to be in the thick of the second round, uh, more than likely, maybe in the, the for early stages. But we'll know a lot more than we know now.
2: Yeah. And with with to comment on Dylan Brooks, like I don't understand why across all sports, why do you give people bulletin board material? That's so that's so it's if you are not like one of the better players in the game, which Dylan Brooks obviously is not, then you cannot give your opponent bu- bulletin board material. You just can't do it. There's very few people that can get away with saying stuff like that. MJ could get away with saying stuff like that. Yep. Kobe could Kobe get away with could saying stuff like yep. that. LeBron, he doesn't normally do things like that, but if he said that, he could get away with it. As much as I don't like him, he's that good. He could get away with saying something like that. Mm-hmm. But you're Dylan Brooks. You're like probably not even top three best players on your team. You can't. You can't I'll try be- to. You can't try to be the cerebral assassin and try to get in somebody's head. Because all you done is create bulletin board material.
0: What he's trying to do is be like Draymond Green, but all, even Draymond Green can back up his trash talk on yeah. the defensive end. Dylan Brooks is a defensive stopper, is what he's supposed to be, but he's came out in these last couple games and just been like been hacked, like throwing up shots and not even playing good defense. So it's been a lose lose for the Grizzlies.
2: Yeah. And hey, good for the good for the Kings uh to to be part of the most watched uh, game in, in the first round good for them Their fans, um, yeah. the fans are hungry yeah
0: their fans are hungry
2: this is not on the show notes but since, since you're talking about playoffs um i, I want to hear from our fans do you want us to start covering nhl because i've started to get a little intrigued by the hockey playoffs every single series in the hot and, and right now in hockey is close they're all very interesting and i don't know i may pick up watching hockey during this during uh during this time of year just let me just let us hear it you know we'll, we we may try to give it a try every time that i've tried to watch hockey i have enjoyed it um so i mean just, it's just a, give us some feedback on it
0: it's one of those i cannot watch the regular season
2: so it's i mean yeah regular season probably not so much but um the playoffs are, are usually very intense it hurts and,
0: not having a team a local
2: team yeah which which i'm hearing that they're they're trying to get it like that that 1 billion dollar complex they're building in Atlanta they're trying to draw an NHL team back there's like a 1 billion dollar complex with a concourse that's supposed to be bigger than the battery at at wow. Truist they're trying to get an NHL team back in there
0: but like see like just Georgia in general is not a hockey state Georgia doesn't even have a right. men's hockey team.
2: Uh, yes, we do. We got the Georgia Gladiators. The Gladiators have always had success. I'm
0: saying, I'm saying the like University of
2: Georgia. Well, yeah, the SEC doesn't have hockey. The That's SEC and Ge- they no. they have club hockey, so okay. they have like unofficial like club level hockey, where you know, but the SEC I don't believe has hockey teams, but. um but, you know, Georgia has lost two professional hockey teams. We lost the Flames back in the 60s, and we lost the Thrashers back in the early 2000s. Rip the uh, Thrashers, man. Which, I, hey, I liked going to Thrashers. I liked Thrasher. going to Gladiators games were lit. Gladiators, hey, the Gladiators are still here. The, the Gladiators have had success. I think the key is you got you to create a team that people are actually going to want to watch. The Thrashers mm. the last couple of years they were here were not good.
1: Oh, my um, gosh, they were bad.
2: But anyways, we digress. Let's get into college football. Um, okay. College football, the first thing I want to talk about is Alabama's quarterback problems at the spring yeah. game. And there's more to this now in the last yeah. couple of I, months. I didn't watch the spring game for it Alabama. It wasn't televised. Yeah. Um, but the things that I'm hearing, the stat line that I saw, there, I think there are some legitimate concerns at quarterback for Alabama. And I thought they were a little overblown. Yeah, Jalen Milrow threw two interceptions. Ty Simpson threw two interceptions in the spring game. I thought maybe that's just a testament to how good the defense is. Well, immediately after the game was over, uh, Nick Saban starts saying very vague comments about searching for another quarterback in the portal. It was it was very like it was a very vague answer, and I could tell that you you could tell that he was thinking about it. You could tell that it's something that he's considering. Because people were asking him, like, do you think do you think you have, you know, the roster that you need? And he said, Well, we're gonna start the guys that can help us win. And um, if that if that person is not on our team, then we'll go out and get somebody. So it was very vague. Um, and then today it was announced that Tyler Buckner entered the transfer portal from Notre Dame and he immediately was given an invite to Alabama to come a- and do an official visit there, uh, which would make sense. His old offensive coordinator, Tommy yep. Reese, is now there. Um, and to, me, to to me personally, I think this speaks to the quarterback issue at at Alabama because right. Nick Saban would not bring somebody in just to sit the bench because they would become a distraction and Saban, we know, is anti-distractions. He will not do anything intentionally to create a distraction. Bringing somebody in from another team just to sit the bench would only create a distraction. So that tells me that he thinks Tyler Buckner is an, is a better option than the guys that he has. Which, if I'm an Alabama fan, that's a little concerning because Buckner wasn't great last year. Notre Dame won 10 games on the back on the backs of their running backs, not Tyler Buckner. Their running backs were really good last year. Their defense was really good last year. Buckner's not terrible, but I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna thrive in the SEC. He got and benched think,
0: like twice too during the yeah, season.
2: I think there's legitimate concern now. Um You know, I was hearing some guys talk this morning. People that have never been negative on Alabama ever are saying that there is legitimate concern that Bama could go eight and four this season. Because Bama played in, I think, five, what they call 50-50 games, where games came down to the wire, could have gone either way, and Bryce Young won them three of those games. Yup. And you play in five 50-50 games this year. Tyler Buckner, how many of those games is he going to win you? So I think there's legitimate concern in, uh, of course, Alabama, you know, who knows? They'll probably somehow, some way win 11, 12 games this year just because Nick Saban's a wizard. But I think there is legitimate concern right now at the quarterback position.
0: I mean, what did I tell? What did I say all year? And that my biggest shtick last year is everyone thought I was the biggest Alabama hater in the world because I would pick against them. I was right twice, by the way. I picked LSU and I picked Tennessee. I picked A That almost happened. Texas should have beat them. Yeah, and then there was one more game. I think Arkansas. Arkansas. Well, it was, the it was close
2: 50. until about the fourth quarter. And it right, wasn't close anymore.
0: Right, but I mean, they legitimately could have gone seven and five last year with Bryce Young. Yeah, they don't. I, I and I saw our our friend um, say the weapons for Alabama. I don't. I don't. I don't see the weapons. I, I don't. Like their weapon, it's the same weapons they had last year who were inconsistent. Yeah. Jermaine Burton was uh, in the spring game, was second team offense. Yeah. I don't and know if he, you dro- heard that. he dropped
2: the pass too. Yeah. He, he dropped he, wide of the wide open pass. He's not good.
0: He's, and I don't know if you also saw him flicking off his own crowd. Hey, good riddance, Jermaine Burton. I'm glad he's gone. There's culture. There's still, a, I think there's still a major culture issue. And, Now, and they're gonna say, Oh, we're gonna be ground and pound this year. We're gonna be run past balance. I don't don't have the offensive line to do that.
2: Right. And and our friend, our mutual friend Hayden, who's an Alabama fan, said that he thinks that they're gonna be returning back to the roots of Alabama football, where it's run first, play defense, try to win the games, you know, 24 to 24 to 10 instead of trying to blow people out. But I'm like, I get that, but I don't think that style can win anymore in this league. College football has transitioned so much. Look at a And M. Yeah, I don't think that that style can win championships anymore. It, um, you could argue Georgia played that way last, uh, not this past year, but the year before. We enough. could st- we could still yeah. throw the ball. We could still throw the ball. Um, we weren't an elite offense, but we could still score points when we really needed to. Last year, we had actually an elite offense. I don't think you can win in this league anymore without having at least a good offense. You can't just rely on the ground and pound and hope your defense can hold up. Because you're going to play other teams like Tennessee. Alabama's going to play Tennessee next year. They're going to play LSU. They're going to play other teams where it's going to be impossible to hold them to 10, 17 points. They're going to score in the 20s, so you're going to have to score in the 20s. You're going to have to score in the 30s. Early,
0: Early... Here's one of my look. Uh, if we're already starting about next year, here's one of my early predictions, and I'm going to ride, and I'm going to ride. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman.
2: I like it. Jaden Daniels is winning the Heisman. He is one of only two returning starters in the SEC at quarterback. Um, uh, actually, is Mississippi State returning their quarterback? I guess he's no. three. Will Will Rogers. Will
0: Rogers is like a six year quarterback. Okay. Last year. Then
2: he's only one of two Spencer Rattler and Jaden Daniels. The, be be good. Yeah, S- the SEC is going to be both going to be good. Yeah. The SEC is going to be very interesting, especially at the quarterback position this year. Um, but it would not surprise me if Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. I mean, he looked Jeez. good in his spring game. LSU, all the talk out of the Alabama spring game was negative concerning the quarterback situation. Everything I heard out of the LSU spring game was very positive. So. You know, Brian, and of course, Brian Kelly's a good coach. You can't you can't put all your eggs in a spring game. It's no. basically a glorified practice, but there are things you can take. There are things that are clearly seen. You know, I mean, there's you don't have to be a mechanic to see that something's wrong with your car. You know what right, I mean? Right. So you can see that there is there is an issue there right. at Alabama, which, at the quarterback position,
0: which talking about the spring game is a really good transition into Colorado if you want to get into that, if that was your next point of, uh, yeah. of, of conversation. Yeah,
2: Colorado, uh, they had their first ever, I think, spring game sellout, um, which was was great. It yeah. was nationally televised. Uh, there was Go a lot buffs. of hype. But then the very next day, 18 players hit the transfer portal. Woo. 18. And uh, among those, their two most notable transfers out of the program, a lot of them were just two and three stars that were the previous coaching staff's recruits. Among those was Jordan Tyson, who's a four star wide receiver. Um, and then another one was another four star wide receiver, Montana Lamonius Craig, who Montana Lamonius Craig actually was the player of the game for the spring game. Had like had 200 yards receiving, yeah. had a great game immediately, and is now going to be transferring out. So, the, so there's still plenty of talent left at Colorado. And Deion Sanders said this was going to happen, but it begs the question of depth. Colorado's not going to have any depth if all these players leave. If all of them, if every single one of them finds a new program, they will have zero depth. If one guy goes down, they're going to be in big trouble. Look, this
0: is not the year for Colorado not to have depth in the Pac-12. Because the Pac-12 is the second best conference in the in in football this year. At least quarterback-wise, they're the best conference in football this I, I, year. Look, I, yeah. wise they are they are deep like they are four deep in both divisions yeah like something that we haven't seen from the Pac-12 in a really long time and it's not the Pac-12 of old where it's just score 50 points and just and and outscore you which some of the teams will do that but all these good teams have very good defenses yeah and except for maybe USC who we'll get into it I think a minute USC They've got they've they've got some good players on defense, but I don't. Obviously, I think we talked about this the last episode. We don't trust their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, but this is not the year for Colorado just to be. I mean, Colorado might be a year away, year or two away, because I think as much as the hype is going to be, as much as the odds makers are going to have them winning eight or nine games, and I'm not here to make predictions right now. I don't. I, I could see them missing
2: a bowl. Yeah, I don't I don't think they make a bowl game this year. I think I think a, I think it would be an accomplishment to win four games for Colorado this year with as bad I as see, that I don't think so. Been, I don't think because deon
0: Dion Dion is immediately look, you, you televise the spring game. You've got all these really good players. You've got your handpicked quarterback. You better win six games or yeah. there's the next year. You're not selling out the spring game. Next yeah. year you don't have all this hype. And it's not gonna start easy because I think they open up against a top twenty-five team.
2: They they're, they're openers against TCU. They're opening against they open with TCU.
0: A national championship team. Yeah. From last year.
1: Which say what which you want. Lost a lot but, of their
0: players, but lost still a lot of their a good players. team. Sonny Dykes is a good coach. Yeah. TCU got a lot of good transfers as well. I think they 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 snabbed. They snagged one of Alabama's top guys, I think.
2: Uh, let me see. It was someone. I, I have T- TCU got here. a big TCU got a big transfer. Oh, TCU got a lot of got a lot of Alabama guys. I thought you were talking yeah. about Colorado.
0: No, TCU um, got a lot of Alabama guys.
2: Yeah, let me pull. Let me pull them up real quick. So I'm they're won. not going to be
0: a pushover. I I I think it will be a disappointment if they don't make a bowl.
2: Yeah, they got uh offensive tackle Tommy Brockermeyer, they got yeah, Jojo best. Earl the wide receiver, yeah. they yeah. got Trey Sanders the running back. So that's three guys from that's Alabama. That's three.
0: That's three of one yeah. their some of their best players on offense. So yeah, I, I that's that's just an early thing for me. I don't think they'll be happy with four wins. Is Deion Sanders is all of this with Deion Sanders worth three extra wins?
2: No. What's but the difference look, between 1 and 4? We, we all know. We all know that Deion Sanders is using Colorado as a stepping stone job. He's not going to stay there forever. He's going to get he's going to stay there long enough to 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 make himself more relevant and more attractive to get a better job and then he's going to jump ship. But what if he doesn't? In what if he doesn't? That's what I'm saying, he better do he better do well
0: four games, five games, six games.
2: Uh, well, I'm saying the th- the reason why I said you know, from a non from a non-biased standpoint, I think four wins would be a success considering how bad that program has been. But, but you they have, have to, been you, awful.
0: We can't use this. We cannot use, we cannot use the the comparison because this is nothing. This is not, this is a whole new team. Like this is essentially a brand new team. There's no yep. remnants of last year. So it's not going to be like, Oh, Deion Sanders came in here and there are these really bad players that, that he just made better. no, he brought in every single person he wanted to. Yeah. So you better have some success.
2: Yeah, you're right. This is
0: not this is not HBCUs
2: anymore. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um the last thing with college oh. football is Bear Alexander transferring to USC. Um, you know, it was a little shocking that he transferred the day of the spring game, but then um some, some more reports came out a couple of days later. And I know some people listening to this might be like, "Oh, you know, that's just Georgia making excuses," but there was some some reports that the decision to transfer was mutual between Georgia and Bear. Um that there were reports that he was that he had skipped class several times, that he had skipped a spring practice to go to Mexico um and just party in Mexico and that he had punched a teammate in 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 the uh, the weight room. Um and then so I was like, you know, that 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 sounds right, but I don't want to. I don't want to immediately take that as truth because we don't really have proof of it. But then the moment Bear Alexander ex, uh, transfers to USC, he comes out and he gives a quote, and he basically says, "Look, everybody wanted me because I'm the best. I'm gonna. Ha- I was gonna help any team that I'm gonna be on. It was very I I me me. And I was like, Kirby doesn't like those kind of guys. That doesn't fit in the Georgia culture." So it really does make sense to me that he's gone and yep. that he is going to go to a place that's going to feed into that very I, I, me, me mentality at USC. Hey, good for him. Hopefully he can uh, actually go to class at USC, which they probably don't care in California if you actually go to class. No. Um, but that's a story of it for another day. Um, and I, I'm sure Alex Grinch will take all the help he can get. But He's a Alex, great player. He is. He's but a all mammoth. Of his, all of his development is going to go out of the window his right. development that he was getting at Georgia is all going to go out the window. He's going to learn He'll st- he might still be an NFL player, but I think he could have been I think he could have been an excellent excellent player had he st- stuck out his time. But so obviously Jalen, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis build. Yeah, I mean he but he he just couldn't stay out of trouble. Nope. And I think the two guys we have on the line are going to be more than okay. They're going to be very good options. Zion Loges coming back, <laughs> yeah. Stackhouse is back. Um, which I Stackhouse and
0: Logue, I fell in love with late in the season last year when they started the media coverage. There's yeah. funny guys. Like and it feels like Georgia always has that lovable defensive
2: lineman. Yeah.
0: It used Stackhouse to be. Stackhouse um, is hilarious
2: on TikTok. Oh,
0: yeah. Jordan, remember Jordan Jenkins? Jordan yeah. Jenkins was a like likable big dude. Then we had Jordan Davis. Jalen Carter was a likable guy. So I mean, I th- think Stackhouse is gonna be the guy this year. He's gonna be you the think guy. So?
2: I, yeah. There's a, there's another guy that we got that's a nose tackle. I don't think he's going to start, but he's he's got a lot of potential too. I think his uh, I'd have to look at his. I'd have to look him up. Let me let me pull up, uh, the
1: Georgia recruits this year.
0: I'm I'm a little bit worried about our edge rush, but I'm I'm
2: trusting. Oh, I can't I, trust, I can't find it. Whatever.
0: I trust Kirby. I trust Kirby. I'm a little bit. I'm just I losing losing Nolan Smith um
2: uh, losing um, I think the Chandler. new guy Damon will I think his name is Damon Wilson I think he's going to be fine I think he I think he'll fit in perfectly in that edge rusher role You know who that was good? Guy, that the guy. or
0: something like that? The in, 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 Pemba, com- Sam in Pemba. Pemba, Sam and yeah, Pemba. Sam and Pemba was He nasty. had a great
2: game at the spring game. I think we're going to be perfectly fine at the we're edge fine. rusher position we're because because our D line is so good <coughs> that they're going to have to yeah put attention on them it'll open up the edge rush i think
0: and this might be the best secondary we've had in a while
2: oh yeah very good secondary because
0: tyke smith's returning
2: how is tyke smith have (laughs) any eligibility left well he hasn't gotten any play the last like two years yeah but just because you don't play doesn't mean you have eligibility well he could have redshirted he could have medically redshirted and then he could have actually redshirted i don't know i don't know why tyke smith is still
0: i'm not i'm not
2: asking a question anyways let's get into the nfl Let's yeah. wrap the wrap the show up with the NFL. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers trade finally happened. Look, Woo! we knew this was going to happen, but Wait, it finally let's, went let's, through. Let's
0: act like ESPN.
2: Oh my gosh, we're so surprised.
0: So
2: um, but anyways, me off
0: for no reason. That pissed me off for no reason.
2: <laughs> the trade finally went through. Um, I'm actually surprised that the Packers agreed to give the Jets their first round pick. Uh, along with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, really, they just switched the 13th and 15th pick. That's but all it you predicted. Well, I predicted that the Jets would have both picks, oh, okay. but they just swapped picks. Or the Packers would have both picks. Or yeah, sorry, the Packers yeah. would have both picks. Yeah, uh, but anyways, um, the trade finally goes through. Aaron Rodgers is going to wear his college number. He's going to wear number eight for the Jets. Weird. Um, and I think this makes, and I think this makes the Jets. A playoff contender automatically. Uh, There's, there's, I go farther than that. There's talks that I think the TV schedules are supposed to come out next week or so that the Jets will probably have like six primetime games this year just because of Aaron Rodgers. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: I and look, I think the biggest winner of this trade is the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's their division now. My opinion.
2: Yeah, but now they've got the drama with the guys getting suspended for gambling. Jamo is going to be out for six games. Uh, I think they had a few other guys on the team suspended for the same thing. How
0: much of an idiot do you have to be to do that crap?
2: You already yeah. make
0: enough money. Why are you betting on the games?
2: Well, he was betting on non football games, which to me is just, I don't, it's just really dumb. Like, I, I he, can understand. So can not
0: allowed to gamble?
2: no i apparently not according to according to the nfl policy you are not allowed to do any kind of sports betting whatsoever he was sports betting on non-football stuff he He was like i guess like basketball or or something and he got caught and it's just like I, i can understand not betting on nfl because there's the potential of throwing games and all that stuff we could you could argue that but Non NFL related. You have nothing to do with non NFL related stuff, right? So, I don't know. It's a dumb rule, but it. But but the thing is, they all knew that that was the rule, so he knew what he was doing, and he knew he was going to get in trouble if he got caught. So, um, I mean, yeah.
0: Then it, I guess it's the Vikings division to lose. Well,
2: really. the 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 Lions really only lost Jamo, and I don't know how much of a how much of a factor he even was last year. I think no, he, was he didn't the only play till late they in the year. Lost. Um, so I think the Lions, it's still their division to win, I think. Um, but yeah, the NFL draft is happening in two days, which is exciting. I think I'll be able to watch most of it. Um, my sister-in-law will be coming in town that night, but I think I'll be able to watch most of it. This is um, the
0: most excited I've been about a draft in a while, just because there's literally no, I have no idea.
2: Yeah, it's, and and that, that kind of segues into this CJ Stroud controversy. Um, yep you know now there's a lot of talks as CJ Stroud is probably not going to be the second quarterback taken nope um you know he scored so poorly on the S2 test which i didn't even know that was what that was and i did a little bit of research it's basically a test specifically made for quarterbacks to test your to, excuse me to test your cognitive ability your ability to go to the second read your ability to read defenses all that stuff like Bryce Young scored like a 98 um a lot of guys scored very highly, and CJ Stroud He's- scored the worst out of every quarterback in this draft. He scored an 18% on it. An 18%, which, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't know how much stock we want to put in a, a, a test. Let but, him drop. Let him drop, because I'll tell you why. But Joe Burrow scored highly. Josh Allen scored high. I mean, none of the good quarterbacks in this league, since the S2 was invented, has ever scored poorly on the test. So, that does raise a little bit of questions there. The Houston Texans, I think, are trying to at least trying to convince other people they may they're they're probably still going to pick a quarterback. I think, I think they're trying to throw people off, but they are. I think that they may actually trade that second pick, uh, move down to like number four, and then pick two defensive guys in the first round. I you think said that, the Texans, that's potentially, the Texans. Yes, I think the Texans could trade that pick, move down. And then potentially get two defensive guys in the first round they instead like, of going with. They, the quarterback. they like Davis Mills, and then trying to get Hendon Hooker in the second round. That's what I've heard. They may try. I don't and, think Hendon you know,
0: Hooker's making it to the second round.
2: I don't think so either. But I think that they may be they may either just roll with Davis Mills or try to go with somebody like Hendon. That's a
0: minute.
2: That's a minute, baby. Let's go. Woo. Okay. Um, this go C-J's for shot,
0: it. I want to talk about it because I I very well and look and I'm going to be on a draft live stream, you might be on there too at some point. But if there, there's two scenarios that, are, that could happen at that eighth pick that would make me go absolutely nuclear, mad wise. If C.J. Stroud is available at eight, the Falcons
1: need to draft C.J. Stroud. There is no, throw everything out
0: the, out the door. Trade or go get C.J. Stroud and trade Ritter the same night for a second-day pick, a, second, a third, fourth-round
1: pick. Do that. If they don't,
0: I'm going to go insane. And then this one is a little more realistic, but it's going to make me lose my crap. If Bijan Robinson is drafted at eight by the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever do a podcast again. I will be so upset. There is no need. Atlanta, listen to me. Terry Fontenot, listen. You have a 1,000-yard rusher in Tyler Algier. A 1,000-yard rusher. You don't need B. John Robinson because you're going to get – look at Dallas. Look at y'all. Yeah. Zeke now, gone. What was he, the
1: fourth pick? Yeah. There's no need.
2: I think the Cowboys might try to trade up um, to get to get B. John. B. John. Yeah, I think they might. I don't know if they're going to trade in the top 10, but they may be scared at 26 that he won't be there. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that Eagles at 10 will take him. Will take I B. think John. the Eagles
0: are going to get Derrick Henry. Really? They're, they're, so? There is strong talks between the Titans and the Eagles right now.
2: So you think the Titans are just going to go full rebuild mode? I think so. Hmm.
0: And I think they might. That The Titans might be a team you need to watch out trading up to two.
2: Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think, I think the Titans, I don't think they'll trade up to two, but I think the Titans will try to trade up because apparently the Titans have been fascinated with C.J. Stroud. They really want that guy. And so maybe they could trade up to two to get C.J., but they, they, re- they have met with C.J. like three or four times, I think the last time I saw him. So they are really interested in C.J. Stroud, but they're afraid he's not going to be available but now with all this talk with Houston being like we're not sure we're actually going to pick CJ, all this stuff, it's like if it's really like there's not really a need to smoke screen anybody because you have the second pick and you know the Panthers are picking Bryce Young. It's nobody's going to pick ahead. I,
0: I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I
0: still see. I still see Anthony Richardson number one. Oh my! Like God. I, I can see. Oh my goodness! It. I can please. see in my mind the Panthers selecting it Anthony Richardson with the first pick, but. Frank Wright came out today and told the media that they have decided. I don't know if you saw that report, but no. they are a hundred percent. They've, they've decided.
2: It's gotta so. be Bryce. It's gotta be. If they don't, they, they have made the list to, to quote just Christian. Wow. You have made, the that's, list. A, that's a
0: throwback. They
2: have made the list as a, a dumb organization that made a dumb decision. Um, but yeah, the C.J. Stroud controversy, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The, the Cardinals could trade down. There's a lot of trade scenarios that are being thrown out right now. Um, I, think I'll dra- I think this might be one of the craziest draft nights we've seen in a while.
0: I, I'm excited.
2: Uh, and with that, what team are you most interested in seeing who they pick? Other than your favorite team, obviously the Falcons, what um, team are you most interested in seeing them pick? I think it's got to be the Titans. Uh, the Titans are the
0: commanders because both of them don't really have a direction at quarterback that they've came out and stated. And then don't be surprised if the Packers get
2: in the quarterback sweepstakes. I wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Uh, I, they've promoted I don't think Jordan, Jordan Love is a good option. they promoted Jordan Love as QB1, all that stuff. Do not be surprised if the Packers make things. I think the most intriguing team is whatever team takes Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I, I That, in my opinion, I, because I think some team is either going is going to get their GM fired by getting Anthony Richardson or Will Levis.
2: Because think, yeah, both both GMs are getting fired. Whoever I takes think
0: I, I think I fight. think Will Levis I, I think Will Levis is 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 I think that might be the most sure I'm of a pick of him at four to the Colts to the Colts. Yeah, like uh, that that is probably the most sure I am of any pick in the whole draft. So, but but the most the most intrigued the Titans. Because I think they could go in so many different directions. Including I, a Derrick Henry trade on draft night.
2: Yeah. Obviously, being a Cowboys fan, I I would say the Cowboys, but I'm gonna go away from that. I'm gonna say either the uh the Eagles, just because they don't really need anything, but they've got two first round picks, just to kind of see what they do with those picks. And also I would say uh the Lions, because they also have two first round picks, and it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in, seeing as how the div- like As we just talked about, it's their division to lose at this point. Yep. So to see how aggressive they are in this draft, I think they're going to go with Dan Campbell guys. They really love Dan Campbell. They're going to go with guys that fit Dan Campbell. Um, so I- I'm really interested to see what the Lions do in this draft as well. Um, what player do you predict is going to fall the most?
1: Um, I- Stroud? CJ Stroud?
0: Uh, I mean, I know that's the easy answer. Um, I can see a guy like C.J. Stroud falling, and I've also seen a lot of drafts where Jordan Addison is falling. Um, Jordan Addison is was considered at one point to be the top guy, but I, I don't see that in one of the top wide receivers. I could see him falling out of the second round or into the second round for a guy like Jalen Hyatt or a guy like Nathaniel Dell, who I'll get into in a minute.
2: Yeah. My guy that I think that will fall... Uh... Keep an eye on Joey Porter Jr. I think he's going to fall in this draft. He may not even be taken in the first round anymore. Um, he's been kind of falling down draft boards. And then I think I think Jalen Carter will fall, but I don't think he'll fall out of the top 10. I think originally he was going to be a top five pick. But with all the stuff surrounding him, I think he is going to fall a little bit in this draft, but not outside the top 10. I would be very shocked if he fell outside the top 10. What player do you think rises? in this Tyre, draft gets, gets wilson. higher i think tyree Tyre wilson? Tyre
0: wilson i think he could go three
2: okay i my think pick the cardinals
0: is, could take him at three
2: my pick is nolan smith i think nolan smith um i think originally was supposed to be like a day two pick i think he's i think he could be a top 15 pick easily maybe even top 10 i could see the eagles taking him at 10 um so yeah i think i think nolan smith rises in this draft. Um, I think Hendon Hooker rises in this draft. I think he'll get picked in the first round, even though a lot of mocks don't have him getting picked in the first round.
0: I I see another name, Darnell Wright. I see Darnell Wright shooting up draft boards right now. The the, the tackle, tackle, tackle out of, out of Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So I see him shooting up, and then I've also seen Paris Johnson getting picked in the top five in some in some mock drafts as well.
2: Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Tackle out of Ohio State. Yeah. So uh, very very. Uh, it's the draft's going to be interesting yeah Let's just put it there
2: draft night is always fun um just to kind of see it's it's either it's either draft night is always either really fun or very frustrating um i know last year the cowboys picked um tyler hmm. tyler smith for our first Instead pick. of tyler
0: linderbaum or whatever yeah the name we
2: was. picked the wrong tyler yeah and i don't think tyler smith even played this year for the cowboys so sometimes the draft is very frustrating as a cowboys fan but sometimes you're like hmm, that's interesting Hopefully yep. we can get B. John Robinson. I'm hoping and praying we can get B. John Robinson. I wouldn't even be mad if y'all drafted him. That's yeah, a real 26. need. And
0: twenty-six is essentially a second round. Yeah. I don't know. That but if he look, just, just be ready. If you're not on the stream at that point, just be tuned in, in the in the by the eighth pick because <laughs> things could be things could get really bad.
2: Yeah. I think the Falcons I, I mean, I see what you I see your point about them picking CJ if he's available, but the Falcons like for every every day for like the last week have been posting like Desmond Ritter appreciation posts. So maybe that's like a maybe that's like a smokescreen to be like, oh, yeah, we're committed to Desmond. We really just changed his number,
0: too. Yeah. So, I mean, he been-
2: <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if they're actually like that committed to him or if it's like a smokescreen to be like, oh, we're not picking a quarterback. We really love Desmond Ritter. I, I don't know. Draft night can't come quick enough.
0: Yeah, dude, it's come on. Like the Hawks playoff game right now is I'm in and like I'm tuned in. I've been looking over, but like the thing I, I can't stop thinking about the NFL draft. Like yeah. I, I just want it to be here.
2: With all these talks and all these other sports about shortening game times, can we shorten draft times? Yeah. Good night. It takes like ten minutes between each pick, and it takes four. That that's four that's
0: generous. Ten minutes is generous.
2: Yeah, it feels like an eternity between each yeah. pick. Like it, the draft. And if we're not going to do that, can we start the draft earlier than eight o'clock? Cause it's like done by like 1230.
0: Yeah. Like, good no. night. Can we yeah, start I mean, the draft
2: earlier than where that are game? they
0: having it this year?
2: Um, I don't know. Is it
0: Pittsburgh?
2: I want to say, it like did they Pittsburgh. do Vegas last year? Yes. Okay. Then yeah, I don't know where it is. Looking
0: it up. Um,
2: it is Kansas city, Missouri. Oh, Kansas city.
0: Wow.
2: What's the start time on the draft?
0: Oh, eight o'clock, I think.
2: Yeah. Golly, it's gonna be over so late.
1: It's gonna it starts at yeah, round
0: one starts eight p.m. Oh man. Woo! All right. <sighs> Central time people have it so nice.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Central time is the best time, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, we've rambled on here in the last yeah. couple minutes, uh, a little still bit of a short, short episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a shorter episode than normal today. Right. Uh, but we thank you for listening and yep. uh, Mitchell closes out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. A little quick episode, but I've, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Getting to talk about college football again, kind of got my juices going. Um, just really. Um, that's what we, I mean, that's what we thrive on. This is the foundation of this show is college football essentially. Um, but I mean, we've, the draft is here. Um, it's going to be exciting. Um, tune in. I mean, a little, little plug, tune into the fourth and wrong YouTube channel. We will be doing a, a, a draft live stream. Um, I've been on that show for years. Um, I've done this, this will be my third year doing the live stream for them. So it's going to be really exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. So come over to there and then check out, check us out on, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Amazon podcasts, um, all, all three of those and uh, some great content coming your way soon. Let us know about the NHL, like Zach talked about, because look, if y'all want it, I'll do it. I'll, I'll watch some NHL um, for y'all's sick. So anyways, with that being said, I'm Mitchell Graham, that's Zach Brown. Peace out, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the official review. Before you go, I just wanted to give you a couple ways that you can stay connected with the show. First is our email Network at gmail.com. With this email you can stay connected, ask us questions that we will answer on the show. Also if you want to follow us on TikTok under the same name, we post very very frequently about everything that's happening and also if you just want to check Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast Thursday morning at 8am for every single episode of the official review. Thank you and we love you. Peace.